Mothers are the queens of the castle. But let's be real. It's not all ball gowns and glass slippers. On this podcast, we're giving you a peek behind the throne at the privilege and responsibility of wearing the crown. My name is Helen Hope Kimbrough, and I'm a proud wife and mom of two adult sons. And I'm Charlita Hatch, a proud wife, married to my high school sweetheart, and a proud mom to two little ones. Get ready as we share jewels with each other and you around all things connected to motherhood. Okay, so our next topic is around education. So this is for the school in you. Take that, take uh-huh. that. Take it, take this that. for the school in you. No fools, uh-huh. just school. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. So we have topics surrounding that about school starting back, how do you prepare your children for school? Uh, we also would like to uh, have a serious discussion around affirmative action and the ruling that took place over the summer. Uh, in season one, we mentioned that we would uh, share more about this. And so this is that episode. So feel free to tune in and share with others and also share your perspective as well. Um, but first, would love to uh, just talk to Charlita a little bit about how school is going for you. Your kids are back in school now. School has been in several weeks for a lot of places. Um, I know the Northeast, they just started school um, at the beginning of this year, but everybody else has already been in school. So let me know how school is going for you and your kids. Well, child, (laughs) I will say that I think it was rougher for my husband and I transitioning the kids back in school and not summer and summer camp and Mm -hmm. like our routine and our rhythm. And I was just thinking like, are we going to make it? Like what is happening? It was just the, you've got to get your kid to school on time and like get it. Like we haven't done that since May and like you can't be tardy and they have new policies around what happens if you're late and there's fines and there's and school suspension and you know like yeah. all of these things and you got to be ready to learn when the bell rings which you know mm-hmm. and I just kind of thought we just like just go back into what we were doing last year but some people in our family <laughs> forgot <laughs> what the process was <laughs> and like we just didn't have our upstairs routine and downstairs routine together mm-hmm. and I felt the stress of like trying to make sure all the things were mm-hmm. together and moving mm-hmm. everybody along mm-hmm. and then other people yeah. that won't be named, like, it'll be fine. They'll get there. Yeah. And so um, it took us a couple weeks to wow. really, like, get get there. And mm-hmm. I'm also, and I've shared this, but I do not like to send my son to school frustrated. Yeah. So I am very protective of how we start our mornings and that experience and us waking up late because mm-hmm. one day we we woke up at 7, both of us, and we have to leave at 7.30, <laughs> right? And so like, but I, that's not his fault, right? Yeah. And oh, so yeah, yeah. now you're rushing someone mm-hmm. who don't move fast yeah. on a normal day. You're rushing and then you send them off to school rushed mm-hmm. and frustrated. So it took us a couple of conversations to mm-hmm. like, align on our roles and like what we can do at night, what we can do in the day. And Mm -hmm. if you're the one upstairs, here's what you do. If you're the one downstairs, here's what you do. And how do we make sure everybody's in the car and ready to go? Um, So after we navigated through that, and I will say, I didn't realize how much of a reset we need to do as parents Mm -hmm. because the kids are fine and they do what we say ultimately. But like we didn't, we never discussed Mm -hmm. going back to school. Like school just started and we just was expected to flow. Mm -hmm. So I think going forward, we 
but have our time to say, okay, like, we've had three to four months off. Yeah. Like, we need to now get back into the rhythm. So that was a lesson learned. Mm -hmm. As far as my son, he's been moving and grooving. He loves school. He's a big boy, first grader. And um, so it's been nice to see him. Mm -hmm. This summer we practiced, um, from your advice, actually, that you shared last season, like how to make him more independent. Mm -hmm. Packed his own lunch this summer. We made him responsible for his own homework folder. You have to get your reading logs on. If you read the book but don't get assigned, that's on you. Mm -hmm. And already he left one of his homework assignments at home. Mm -hmm. And I told him, like, you just have to talk to your teacher and figure out what the consequence is, but mm-hmm. I'm not turning back around. Yes, yes. And that was hard. Yeah. But it was like, if I turn it back around now, I probably have to turn around every day. <laughs> yeah. And so right now it's first yeah. grade, so oh, it yeah. doesn't count. So yeah. um, that so that was, so it's mm-hmm. been good to see him back in the school and learning mm-hmm. and thriving and growing. And yeah. then for baby girl, she just started back her preschool and mm-hmm. she's adjusting still. Okay. So again, she had three to four months off with no school and mm-hmm. just my mom and us. So um getting her used to her new teachers and her yep. new friends. Yep. Um I know it'll come, but she's she's definitely still adjusting. Well, I laugh at all the IG back to school videos. Like, you been off all summer, so don't act like you can't get up in the morning. Oh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, because you get up in the morning the whole summer. Now, now, even my son, he's like, I'm so tired. I'm like, I've never heard this in your six years of life. I've never heard you tired. And now it's time to go or you just want to rest. Like, what does rest look like? Why could we, why can't we rest on Saturday? You want to rest on Monday. I know because it's not fun on Monday. That's why. Yeah. But, yeah, so all the IG videos, I crack up, and I'm like, these parents are giving the kids the business, like, you got to get up, you got to get your clothes out at night, go ahead and prep things, you know, pack your lunch, get all of that ready to go. So it's been funny. I actually miss those ages because, I mean, I was the one who made certain that we would have these conversations before. And so if school started, you know, August 28th or at the end of the month or whatever the date is, then probably early August, we would start getting in a routine because I knew it would take them a couple of weeks to to do that. And plus, you know, they would be playing sports, you know, um, at school or doing some kind of activity after that. And it does take a while and your body is really needs to readjust itself because you are more tired when you have like those structured routines and your brain is like, what's going on here? Like we had all this great time and now you, you're making me structured once again. Um, I would also do that with food and meals. I'm like, okay, you had a lot of junk food. Now we got to, you know, tighten it up a little bit more. And so now we got to start back eating our healthy food. And what does that look like? And and if there were any kind of um, tests and all of those things involved, I'm like, okay, there would be set meal plans because I'm like, oh, these are brain foods. And to this day, they are adults. If they take any kind of pre-test, post, they're like, okay, I got to start prepping like I, like an athlete would. I got to start prepping and getting my foods correct and my meals correct so that I can be ready because this is quote unquote like brain food. And I'm just kind of like, oh, you still doing that in college? Oh, you still, oh yeah, mom, that's how we grew up. And I'm like, okay, that stuck. Because the other thing is you don't know what's going to stick. But yeah, but I miss those ages and I'm like, oh. But what was your, or is there any preparation mm-hmm. for your son still in school? 
Well, I would say um, it is like, you know, do you have everything that you need specifically for the one that's in college? Because military, they need so many different things and requirements. And my youngest son, he won't say what he needs. And so I'm like, do you need more boots? Do you need like more dress shoes? Um, You know, I like to get these like really expensive expensive weatherized socks that you're supposed to have like out in the field do you need and he'll and I just will and Amazon is like crazy there because you have so many packages coming to the school like things get lost they go to somebody else's mailbox address so I'm just kind of like I need to know so that you can be fully prepared for the things that you need and I know that you don't say that you need it but I know that you need it and so I'll just start buying stuff I'm like, because I feel like you may need this. And um, do you think that's a gender specific? For the guys? Yeah. I think it may be. Like, I don't need yeah. anything. I'm good. I'm good. And yeah. then at the last second. And then they at the last it. second. And then, or it's like, oh, you know, you want to go to Dixon get some running shoes? And oh, yeah, let's go to Dixon. Like, never will raise my hand and say, I need running shoes. Oh, well, Until let's go. the hour before we need to go <laughs> run. <laughs> Like, let's go get some running shoes. And then it's like, oh, mom, I'm so glad, you know, we got the running shoes. So I think it's also just having that preemptive dialogue with them because they won't really say, I need these things. So, and then, Because it'll course, be fine. And just chill yeah. out, mom. And, chill out. And my husband will say, they don't need it. They don't need it. And I'm like, it's not that they don't need it. They haven't asked for it. And so he's like, they'll learn. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> they will learn, but I don't okay, uh, if my he is up with something wrong with his feet, like marching out there, then that's a whole nother problem. So I'm looking at like what could happen, not that it will happen, but I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you need just more protective gear around your feet or you need more protective gear because a lot of those drills that they do in the military, they're hard on your body. So I just want to make certain that he has the things that he needs like for those, for that type of wear and tear. So, so you still being a mama, still being a mama girl. That that will never leave. These will always be my babies. I don't care how old they get. <laughs> You're right. I mean that. I mean that's what I think is really interesting. Like even at different phases of life, I bet you will still mother in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like with your son that now has an apartment, right? Yep. Like mm-hmm. you're still like helping. Yep. You may be more of a back seat, but it's yes. like you do need a shower curtain. Okay. Yeah. Like yes. I know you think you don't need a shower curtain. <laughs> But, like, let me just get you the shower curtain. I promise not to pick one with flowers, but, like, you need a shower curtain. I know. Like, you need, like, these essential things. And it's just kind of like, oh, you know, I know you like to do stir fry instead of, you know, well, how about buy a wok or something? Or oh, Jack, let, you really or let me <laughs> let me send you one. So that, I mean, but the other thing is I like to do is send, like, you know, little goodie bags and stuff, like, from Amazon that they're not expecting because it's specifically if you're having a rough week at work, like, you know, my older son works for the league. Um, and so it's stress time right now. And you know what? Let me just send something nice, a little good. And he's like, Mom, oh, my God, this made me feel so good. So I think it's also whenever you're starting like a new season of something, which at work we all start new seasons of projects, um, just thinking about them in that way, too. 
But I also think that's a way to make your presence known and felt. Like yeah. your mom is still there. Yeah. Even if I'm not there, I'm mm-hmm. still there. So I yeah. love that nugget. Yeah. Like, oh, how yeah. do you make your presence felt yeah. mm-hmm. in a way that only a mama could? Like, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so my husband's like, oh, you're on Amazon again? <laughs> like, yeah, I just thought I would just send something. They've been having a rough week this week. So, yeah, those type of things. But yeah, just making my presence known, letting them know that I'm there. And, I just want specifically for our, um, you know, sons, but black sons, um, yeah, I mean, you're loved, like you're seen, like I still hear you, like I birthed you. So I know everything there is to know about you. So I know when something is not okay. I know when something is, you know, great. And so I just want them to know that I still see you. I still know you. <laughs> so little Mark clean his nose because he's a kid. <laughs> And it's always something in there. <laughs> and so he's like, Mom, like, this is my nose. And, like, shouldn't you just, like, worry about your nose? And I'm like, uh, no, it's technically my nose because your nose came through my body. Okay? So because of that, I get to clean your nose and my nose. Yes. And he's like, I- that just doesn't make any sense. I was like, it doesn't have to make sense. Yep. But just know that you're not going to walk around with your nose, which is a reflection of my nose. <laughs> and a reflection of me. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to clean that nose. So, yes, I, you will always be able to use the reference of, you came out of my body. Yes. So I know that nose need to be clean. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going to clean it. Okay. All of that. All of that. So, but yeah, but I just feel like it's just good ways just to pre- prepare our kids, whether they're older or younger so many seasonal things that transpired throughout uh, the progression of life. And so I just feel like I love how you shared and I just wanted to share it too. Thank you. Yep. Um, so another topic that we also wanted to kind of delve into was really around affirmative action. Mm. And um, I know when on um, Thursday, June 29th, this ruling came out, Supreme Court ruling, Uh, Supreme Court struck down affirmative action in college admissions, declaring race cannot be a factor in forcing institutions of higher education to look for new ways to achieve diverse student bodies. And I think you called me that day and you were hot. I mean, you were mad. Um, And so it was just like, and oh, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about it. But what we ended up doing is we kind of did like a I don't know, a release really quick and then added it to something that we were already talking about. Um, And then that was season one, but we said we would uh, revisit it for season two. But just a level set for for everyone um, is, you know, what's the definition of affirmative action? Uh, It's a policy aimed at increasing workplace and educational opportunities for people who are underrepresented in various areas of our society. It focuses on demographics with historically low representation in leadership and professional roles. And the purpose of affirmative action is to establish fair access. So we want to make certain that um, we put that information out there because people will hear it but really not know the definition around it, but also don't know what it applies to. And so some people, you know, we've been talking about it from a school perspective, but now that discussion is also going into the employment and the professional perspective, too. Um, Should that also apply there? But today we're just going to focus on the education. And so we'd love just to hear your perspective around affirmative action. Well, one, I'm really glad you grounded us in the definition because I've always felt like people assume affirmative action is quota. 
Yeah. Right. And so, you know, as you start thinking about it's called affirmative action. And I think one of the things that you just really highlighted, it's about equity. Mm-hmm. It's about making sure that people have access. It is not saying that we need to make space for people who are not qualified. Mm-hmm. It is saying that we want to make sure that people who are qualified have an opportunity to get through the pipeline. Yes. And I think that's the nuance mm-hmm. that is often overlooked. Mm-hmm. And I have definitely been in spaces and been in roles where people think, use the term affirmative action higher, mm-hmm. affirmative action award, mm-hmm. affirmative action opportunity, um, where it's like, you know, to be here, I had to be twice as good. Mm-hmm. And so I think we don't often recognize and celebrate that. And so when we start to think about that from a schooling perspective, what I found interesting in the commentary that was was highlighted is it really does hurt people of color because it dis- doesn't say that we're going to get rid of legacy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that we're going to get rid of the opportunity of the fact that your 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 family may have, you know, made a big donation. Mm-hmm. It's saying that, hey, we're not going to make sure that we are being equitable in our application process and make sure that we are at least looking at people of color, not promising them a seat if they're not qualified. Mm-hmm. And I find that really interesting that affirmative action is used from race perspective, yes. but not necessarily applied in a legacy mm-hmm. or wealth mm-hmm. or socioeconomic mm-hmm. type of perspective. And in my notes here, I have legacy students in quotes because mm-hmm. I'm just like, um, because actually this week um, there has been a lawsuit uh, towards the academies now because they weren't in that original lawsuit uh, with Duke and Harvard, but now they are being targeted as well. And it's all about the legacy students. The students who are diverse representation, they like you said, they had to work hard to get there. And so you have some students who don't, who didn't earn to get there, but just because their legacy, they get these opportunities. And sometimes you have legacy students who don't value that experience just because it was given to them. They don't see it the same way. It is one where this is just like, I mean, I'm empowered to have this. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That equitable process that we talked about, it's not in place. And so um, we wanted to just kind of highlight like what that is. And uh, I mean, I was furious about it too. And then when this just happened this week about this uh, this lawsuit. I mean, parents were texting me about it like, I mean, are we serious right now? So one of the things that we have seen, this has benefited HBCUs, which is why we are representing our HBCU shirts, okay? And I loved how, you know, presidents of these institutions, were. they were like, you will always have a place here. You will always be recognized here and seen here. And not only that, we are preparing you for this world. We are preparing you for the roles that you will have. I mean, you will have opportunities to optimize all of your skills, gifts, and talents here. And I just feel for those other institutions that um, – who. and let me, let me rephrase that. I don't want to say feel for because some of them would like – for this not to happen too, because they know that they need diverse representation in their schools and they're looking for other ways to make certain that things are more diverse. And how are they going to do that? I don't know. So 
I wanted to reframe that to make certain that I stated that correctly. And I think people don't necessarily pay attention to the impact of educational decisions Mm -hmm. and how that impacts the community and how other industries follow. And so we know a Brown versus Board of Education Mm -hmm. that was meant to desegregate schools Mm -hmm. in 1990, the Supreme Court rule Mm -hmm. to kind of start to release some of the regulatory compliance around schools. It opened up school choice, which is why we now private schools really Mm -hmm. taking storms and charter schools. Now we have this recent Supreme Court ruling Mm -hmm. that has made it, you know, unconstitutional for race to be considered or affirmative action. And my concern with that is that usually other societal impacts follow. Yeah. How does this impact people getting jobs? Of course. Right? Where you still have legacy, word of mouth referrals, mm-hmm. right? And so who is doing the referral? Mm-hmm. If representation is not there, mm-hmm. how does that impact? Yeah. What does that look like for community? What does that look like for mortgaging, getting a bank account, mm-hmm. all of these different things? Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're really watching very closely um, what it looks like, like what other decisions are going to be made in a more covert way. But mm-hmm. we already are seeing in corporate America mm-hmm. a lot of these roles starting mm-hmm. to get um, exited out, you know. Even diversity, equity, and inclusion oh, roles Yeah, those exactly roles. Yeah. Right. They, mm-hmm. Now they were amplified in 2020. Yes. And now that there's been acceptance mm-hmm. from an educational perspective, mm-hmm. corporate America is quietly following. Yes. So how does that impact the community? And so I think it's definitely something to watch. I think when we think that it doesn't matter um, because it's not impacting us, it's not impacting our children, um, your specific child, but it, it will impact the community. And for all the parents out there that want to raise inclusive and kind children, you have to do that with people. It's easy to be kind if somebody's just like you. Yes. Your kindness is tested when someone is different than you. When you make a decision that may not be uh, the beneficial to you, but beneficial for the others, right? And so how are you modeling that mm-hmm. if you support and continue to vote in people yep. who do not support a community that's for all? Yep. So that is just a teaser. We could go on and on on we this could. topic and really get fired up. Um, But we hope that you've enjoyed uh, some of these food for thoughts as it relates to getting back to school and also how schools are shifting. We invite you to like, comment, or subscribe to anywhere you're listening to Behind the Throne. And we have certainly keep the comments going in all of the comments. So thank you all for listening. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Behind the Throne podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our channel and comment below with your feedback. Check out future episodes from us as we discuss motherhood from babies to adults.